Nintendo. Where else but Ames could you get great prices on Nintendo and... Sitting ducks. It's coming. More terror than you ever felt before. Dare you let it in your library. Stephen King's newest tale of horror, Needful Things. Now this beautiful $24.95 hardcover is yours for just $7.95 when you join the Stephen King Library. Enjoy Pet Cemetery, Cujo, Christine, Academy Award-winning Misery, plus King's newest books as soon as they're published. All in the original hardcovers, all at just $14.95 each, all with a cancel-anytime guarantee. Call now and Needful Things is yours, free for 10 days. If you're not terrified, return it and cancel. Otherwise, we'll send you a new volume every seven weeks, each with a 10-day free trial. There's never an obligation to buy. Summon Needful Things now and enter the unearthly library of Stephen King. Call 1-800-477-5200 now to get Needful Things. Keep it in pay, just $7.95 plus shipping and handling. Future volumes will come, one every seven weeks, each with a 10-day free trial. It's a new year, which means it's time for a fresh start. However the last year treated you, and it treated most of us pretty horribly, the new year can serve as a time of rebirth. And speaking of rebirth, the new year also brings a plethora of rebooted entertainment. We're back, relaxed, recharged, and rebooted. This is Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham, and sitting across the desk of destiny is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready for a reboot? I am always ready for a reboot. Whether it's good or not is another story. <laughs> uh, we are drowning in reboots these days, and uh, I'm actually spending a lot of my time lately watching the Cobra Kai series. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it, I think it's a, a middle-of-the-road reboot because it, it straddles that line. It's mm -hmm. almost bad, but it's actually good. Um, and not every reboot can say that. What season are you on? I'm in the, like, I, I just rounded the, the curve of the middle of season two. Okay. I think I stopped watching during season two. <laughs> I really liked the first season, but, um, and I, th I thought I liked the second season, but I don't know what happened. Something happened and I just stopped watching it. I, yeah, I that, that happens that, a lot with different shows. There's just so much content these days that yeah. it could be that you don't even, there's really nothing wrong with the show. It's just something else took your priority and right. then it gets, just gets out of your mind. You're just like, eh, mm -hmm. I'll live without it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, I'm I'm down for a good reboot reboot um whether it is movie related, video game related, uh TV show related. Uh I think that things that I liked when I was younger. Uh-huh. Uh I think that it's it's really cool to have a fresh take on that. And yeah. it, you know, it's kind of it's it's funny to be talking about this because this is kind of like what the whole idea for the show was to begin right. with, right? And so um I don't know. I I'm, I'm excited to talk about reboots again. Yeah. Uh, but but you know like uh, I think it's I think it's a, a thing that I think too many people get upset about reboots because it's going to ruin their favorite thing. Right. Right. Know? Right. So. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, that is going to be the talk of the show today. So later in the show, we're going to be going in and talking about our favorite reboots that we're that we're most looking forward to 
in 2021. Brian found a great list for us to pull from, and we picked out a few gems. Um, but it's, it's actually been a while since I've seen you. I, I mean, I popped I in the studio about 20 minutes ago, and before that, the last time I saw you was the last time we recorded a show. Mm-hmm. We'd had Christmas. We've had New Year's. Let's catch up, man. How have you been? What have you been doing? How were your holidays? Gosh, I've I've been great. Uh, you know, speaking of reboots, if, if you're watching the show, you know, I've kind of got some stuff for Christmas and uh, I'm rebooting the studio a little bit uh, <laughs> to make it make it a little bit more uh, cinematic if you could say guys but. it's getting fancy in here I mean you can't see it but like he's got studio lights going it's it's pretty cool yeah the um I will I will say I had a great Christmas um, a lot of really cool presents you know uh, my daughters and I have been watching um, a lot of movies together. And so, uh, like, they, they have gotten me great gifts in the past, like, usually their toys or whatever that relate to things that I like. Uh-huh. Um, and they are starting to get to the age where they are getting things for us to do together, you know? Oh, that's fine. And so, like, uh, so they got me um, the Ninja Turtle movie Blu-ray box set. And it comes with the first three movies on Blu-ray and then the the first animated one that uh-huh. came out like in 06 or 04 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, so we're going to watch those together. Uh, but that, that it's cool. Cause it comes like in this like cardboard pizza box and it has like all the movies like in it. Oh, like, I love as, when they have the themed yeah. like mm-hmm. packaging too. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, and then I also got, I figured I'd open it on stream, uh, a new pack of garbage pail kid cards. I, I still can't believe they're, I can believe that they rebooted them, mm-hmm. but they they brought them back like years ago now, yeah. and they're still going strong. That's that's surprising to me. Well, the reason that these came out in 2020 is because it's the 35th anniversary. Oh, cool. So so these are I, I was feeling to see I, there's got to be gum in them, but I <laughs> no, don't feel any. I don't, I don't think any. they do gum anymore. I don't know. All is right. it still produced by Tops? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. At Tops on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so this is a special pack. Obviously, it's the 35th anniversary. Um, and we have a, uh, it says more value as compared to our single packs. So I don't know if they are producing them ready, like regularly. No, I think they are. Yeah. Oh, I mean, cool. I think I see them anytime you go to Target. They're in the, like the NECA section. Really? You know, over there I'll with the check, cards and stuff. I'll have to check that out. Because I have, I have a ton of them down there of the classic ones. So 22 sticker cards, two exclusive fan favorite stickers. Uh, and then you can look for look for a sketch or look for sketch cards and exclusive purple sticker cards. So we'll have to see uh, if I get any of those Ooh. cool things. So, all right, no gum. But uh, there is a um, thirty-five years of Garbage Hill Kids. O O O S fourteen nineteen eighty-eight. I don't know what that means. Original series, maybe. So so this. But only one of those has... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that must be, like, repros of original cards. I'll be able to tell you. All right. Magic Mike. I've never seen that one. <laughs> no. So Magic Mike. Uh, it's not going to... Mm, we need, really we need to get a little side it. camera. We yeah. can cut, too. There we yeah. go. Or, you know what? Well, I'll have to install those oh, ceiling yeah, ones for the, tiger, uh, for the Tiger streams. Yeah. But, all right. So Magic Mike, Killer Corey, um, which is a... Uh, Corey, uh, a Feldman or Haim, I guess, because it's a um, it's a duo. Lost Boys. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. And uh, this one is from 2019. 
<laughs> so the first one was 88. This is 2019 Revenge of Oh the Horrible. Um, so yeah, I guess they've been making those for a while. So this now. is just like their catch-all collection, basically. Like yeah, but there re- are new ones. Okay. So oh yeah, that one that you just pulled over. Mm-hmm. I remember that one from childhood, really good. Jackie Pot. Yeah. So I think this is a new one. Oh no, I'm thinking there's, of the bag lady. There's nothing on the back. Oh no, look, it shows you the classic one on the back. Oh, Ashley can. You see? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, All right. I'm going to go through these a little bit faster. So, (laughs) Trident. It is a... um, A trident. Trident, like a Uh, king of the ocean guy. Triton. Lorne Ranger. Um, Yep. 86, it says. Virtual Val. That one's right up my alley. Oh, cool. It's got the checklist on the back for this year. Permit to use a phone. Presented to blank. This will permit you to use your phone for any purpose except for emergencies. Your phone should only be used to take photos of dinner, group selfies, and being offended via the internet. Please refrain from using it sensibly. A. Big Mouth Jr. Sophie. Social Sophie. Finance Frank. Double Ace. T-Rex. That one seems like an old one. Maybe not. I don't recognize that one. Max Wax. Nope. 2007. <laughs> I like that one, though. That's 2007. nasty. 2007. So I guess they've just continued. I'm telling you, they brought him back, like, uh, years ago. I'm really shocked they're still going. Runny Reggie. Mandy Manga. That's another 2007. Tommy Gunn. Fan favorite. That's classic, yep, yeah. Fan favorite. Blasted Billy. Fan favorite. Yeah, that's but that's the variation of the name. That's Adam Bomb. Yeah. The classic. Well, they had they, they would put the same ones out with different names. Yeah, yeah, I too, know. So. I'm saying diaper donald i think they could have done a little bit more with this one because uh, this is a new one so um uh this is a classic one rex specs uh rl slime that one's pretty good oh that's great oh it's an advertisement because yeah, rl slime has the garbage Shell kids book so you get yeah. four bonus stickers with the book available september 29th 2020 crashed craig disgust and dust disgust and justin that one's a classic. That's a lot of cards. Yeah, it's 22. Bonnie Bunny, Dog House. Oh, he's the Dog House. That's an 88. Greetings from Earl, uh, Lazy Susan, and Chip Dip. That would be good for your, um, whoa, for your, uh, that chocolate, um, that chocolate Big League Chew. Oh, gross. <laughs> so, those are awesome. Yeah, man. Do you think people, do you think... Th- uh, Tops is still producing them, mostly because grown-ups are buying them for nostalgia. Or do you think they're, you know, that they're kids? Do you think like the gross factor is is timeless, and the kids are still buying them because they're gross and awesome? Kids like gross stuff, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm surprised they have not brought back trash can trolls as well, um, because companies have done a great job marketing gross stuff to girls nowadays. And um, I think that. Uh, I always felt like troll, like I collected troll dolls, but I've all, I always felt that they're like more geared towards, towards girls when we were kids. Uh-huh. Um, and so when they did trash can trolls, I of course collected those also. And then I don't know, I think I told the story one time I wrote a, I wrote a letter to tops about how I like, yes, I do like trash can trolls, but they really should bring back garbage, kill, gar- garbage pail kids because they were so much better. And so, um, I think, I think I got back like a thing like, eh, whatever, but well, that's cool, man. That was a really thoughtful gift. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we got to enjoy it all together. But yes. uh, we didn't get any signature cards or any like... No sketches. Oh, my gosh. So now I guess I got to buy... Um, just buy the box. Yeah. Live the dream, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And just buy the box. <laughs> that's what we get to do as adults. 
is uh, we now have disposable income and we can actually, instead of buying the pack, we can just get the whole thing and just shower ourselves in cards. I, I suggest that everybody do that, um, especially if you have the money to go back and get something that you wanted as a child. Mm -hmm. I bought a box of 1987 Topps baseball cards one time just opened them all it was great it was like 15 bucks yeah <laughs> I, I used to collect so like i i bought single packs of cards uh -huh. but whenever we'd go to sam's i'd always buy like the year pack or whatever the year box and i was like in my head i'm sure this doesn't work this way because i'm sure they didn't put any of the rare ones in that or whatever but i was like well that's every card so i have all the good ones <laughs> so <laughs> i just kept i didn't even open them i just put them all in my closet and i was like one day i'm gonna be a millionaire <laughs> so. i think we all thought that i think we all did <laughs> Uh, anything else, man? Other other good holiday memories or uh, spent time spent relaxing? We're yeah. we're starting to back a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, I, I it feels like it has been forever since since we did a show. Like yeah. like like you said, so much stuff has passed. But uh, you know, there was a lot of a lot of cool stuff where we um we spent a lot of time watching movies, uh -huh. and I I put all the um Rankin Bass movies on my Plex server, and mm -hmm. so we watch all those, and then uh, I forgot since we started watching X-Men movies, I was like, well, I guess we, we got to watch the Wolverine movies. So we just watched those. We're going to watch Logan tomorrow. Um, Cause I know it's rated R, but I think it's just violent. I don't remember any naughty bits. I oh, just remember movie? Logan. Oh uh, yeah. It's I, I know it's violent, violent, violent yeah. and bloody. And I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I let him watch. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great one. Um, my, uh, my mom and my aunt, you know, have been cooped up together, mm -hmm. uh, and she's been passing the time. She loves movies. My mom does, mm -hmm. and she's been passing the time with introducing my eighty-year-old aunt to all of the Marvel movies in sequential order. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're to Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh wow, they've made a lot of yeah. They, of well, they had a lot of free time cooped <laughs> up in the house over the past few months, so uh, that's good. But uh, speaking of movies, I teased it on the last episode, mm -hmm. but I actually got to go do it. So, before Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve Eve, December 23rd. Mm. Oh, yeah. I rented out the movie theater mm. and took a family and uh, a friend and his family to see National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation mm -hmm. all by myself in the theater. And I got to tell you, I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, not only because um, I was impressed that you can do this for $100, <laughs> but <laughs> that they gave i was expecting a much smaller uh auditorium mm -hmm. i got a really big size auditorium um but it had been you know eight nine months since i had been to a movie theater mm -hmm. and i used to go you know once twice three times a month right so uh it was really good i recommend you do that if you have the means you go know to amc yeah so you did it with amc uh -huh. i know that um Alamo Draft House apparently is also doing something similar. If you can guarantee, like, like you just have to, you basically have to guarantee. I think one hundred and fifty dollars in in food sales, uh -huh. and and they'll do the same thing. Oh yeah, we so, we, we covered that for sure. Because yeah. I spent fifty bucks just for my family. Mm -hmm. So the um, you know, check out check out the theaters around you, and you can still get. I think Alamo, mm, it, they're probably doing the same thing, like pick off a list of movies uh-huh but you know I, I, we were you talking you go see new ones too they just cost more yeah yeah because you and i were talking the other day uh or texting about how i saw tenant finally 
and uh it'd be cool to watch that in theaters yeah that's definitely a big theater show and uh as much flack as wonder woman 88 is getting that is also probably a good movie to watch in the theater for a little bit of spectacle and Mm -hmm. superhero goodness yeah but well hey we got a lot of show ahead for you but before we do i wanted to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart and i am you know we talk about what has been going on i've been spending the last long time um occupied with a project of mine called Retrofied Magazine. I've talked about it on the show before. Um, I'm pleased to announce that as of uh, yesterday, we have launched our official premiere issue. And um, I teased it on the last show. Uh, the cover story is the oral history of Reboot. How appropriate. This this actually just was a lucky tie into the show. <laughs> um, but um, on the screen, you can actually see some of the table of contents. So we have, I think... 17 contributors total to this uh, magazine. Mm-hmm. We've got, they're all new articles. We've got interviews. We've got uh, remembrances, recollections, essays, stories. Um, we've got a fictional story about a uh, famous American Gladiators contestant. We've got a crossword puzzle. We've got re- returning columns. Um, it is jam-packed. And I'm really, really excited to share. Um, so if you go to retrofiedmag.com, You can learn more about this by downloading a preview of this issue. We offer a 12-page preview for you to kind of sample before you buy. And then if you like what you see, you can buy the 52-page issue digitally or uh, print, and we'll be shipping those later this month. And then we still have our fall preview, uh, the full 52-page magazine available completely free to download. Just sign up and send us your email, and we'll send it your way. And thank you to Retrofied for... uh, for hosting way back attack and giving us some ad space and for Brian for writing for it too. Yeah. And, uh, what was the Patreon for, um, for it? Oh, thanks Brian. Mm-hmm. That's a nice softball there. Uh, it is patreon.com forward slash retrofied mag. And we've got multiple levels where you can receive the digital magazine or the, the print edition plus perks. There's bonus content, all kinds of stuff. Go check that out as well. Oh, look, we lost some viewers for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so um, I will say, you know, I think it's worth doing the signing up for the tier for the physical magazine because uh, it's nice to hold in your hand and it feels really good. So, yeah. Uh, So to kick off the episode, um, our episode, we actually wanted to look at one of these articles. Um, one of our contributors for the issue is James Palmer, and he wrote an article right out the gate called Five Cartoons Overdue for a Reboot. Now, these aren't coming up in 2021 anytime soon, um, but look at his picks. He's got Thunder the Barbarian, the Herculoids, Dungeons and Dragons, He-Man and the Master of the Universe, Jim and the Holograms. Um, do you think, uh, which of these do you think is, is good for a reboot? Man. What's your top choice? Well, I... So it's so funny because when I was a kid, I loved He-Man, uh-huh. but like and so much so that my kids gave me like they found a He-Man book, uh, like book at um, at their house. And so when I picked them up today, they were like, hey, look, we found this and they gave it to me. So it was like a, a storybook from when I was a kid. I loved He-Man, but that's not going to be my pick here because Jim and the Holograms. I love Jim and the Holograms. I watched that show. Uh, it must, I feel like it must have been like on syndication or something because uh-huh. I, I feel like I watched it every day. Yeah. And um, man, I loved that that show. When they did that live action movie, it hurt my heart so much. Have oh. you seen it? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it, but I was going to bring that up. Like, I don't know. Can we really even qualify Jim and the Holograms? Because it's been 
it's been mentioned. I mean, it's been rebooted in mm-hmm. a sense. So it's it not so a bad. not a cartoon format, but no. but still. And I think the cool thing, the cool thing that they could do with Jim and the Holograms as a reboot is, I would like them to stick with like the like a band like music uh-huh. stuff like that. But they could they you know there were times where Jim you know like would go to would have like big shows and stuff like that or and like other bands would be there and so you could incorporate other types of music as well um but i would still want the rocker like glam rock yeah um well i I think that's a great one i think that's a really good one to to pick for you know to update and make it modern Mm -hmm. um and i like the master of the universe choice and i think part of his argument was that you know, they really they did She-Ra on right. Netflix already, and mm-hmm. they did that so well that it would make sense. I think they should just start incorporating um, Master of the Universe characters on that show. But I think it's I think the show is actually done, done, done well, now. But the style was great. Yeah, they have that that Kevin Smith one coming out. What? Uh, yeah, we I feel like we talked about it on one of our early episodes. Um, maybe maybe James is uninformed uh, as I am. Yeah, it's uh, uh Mark Hamill is in it. And the guy that played Skeletor is playing somebody else. Jason Mewes is obviously. Oh, in it. I remember the casting for this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That is. I, it. I don't. I think it was supposed to come out this year in 2021, but I think it got pushed back another okay. another year. So. Okay. Well, my pick would be for the Dungeons and Dragons one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's so much room to go from there because it's not a defined. You know, people remember that cartoon. Yes. But do you really remember all those characters' names and all that? No, I think you have a world from which you can build and make it refresh and great. So, so, so that would be interesting. Would you? How would you do that reboot? So, Dungeons and Dragons is so popular right now with uh-huh. like real play podcasts and shows on YouTube. I mean, you got uh, that Magic Mike, the werewolf guy from the Vampire TV show. What's his name? What? Bur- uh, the Magic Mike guy. The Joe Managiello. Yes. Managiello. Yeah. yeah. I don't know his name. He's he's like a he's like a big time yeah, DM. He's a, yeah. And he's been like making the rounds recently about about D and D and and stuff like that. I think he did like a campaign or like a small one like with Conan or something. Uh-huh. Um. So like, how would you how would you do that show? Would you just set it in the universe? No, like- I I like what they did. Mm-hmm. Um. If you remember the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, they all were just regular kids like from our time period, mm-hmm. who get on a roller coaster ride. And they go through this tunnel, and then before you know it, they end up in the world of Dungeons and & Dragons. And I think that's the, the way to go because you get that fish-out-of-water kind of aspect to it. Mm-hmm. It, it helps to um, teach the viewer, you know, as they as the characters learn, so do the viewers learn, like, how things work. So it's a, it's a nice method to get people ingratiated into the world and experience that all together. I, and I, I just love fish-out-of-water stories, so I think yeah. it'd be cool. yeah. Like Narnia. If if you were to do that, would you incorporate like Drizzt and stuff, like big name D and D characters? Like, would they make cameos and stuff? Well, um, big name to you is different <laughs> name is different th- than what I'm thinking because I don't know what that character is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think it definitely needs some um, some stuff for the fans, right? Mm-hmm. So some fan service. So if there's if you name drop some people like that that mm-hmm. the hardcore folks would know, yeah, I think that's great. I think that's cool. great. But I'm just saying, I don't think it needs to be 100% parallel to the original cartoon. The characters don't need to be mm-hmm. exactly the same or anything like that. But yeah, Stranger Things mixed with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That, that does sound cool. The uh, 
the thing the things that I love make me so happy. <laughs> I, I I had a really good uh, segue for this, and then it like right when I started talking, I forgot it. So here's here's my first pick tonight. <laughs> Los Angeles, twenty nineteen. There was an escape from the off-world colonies. They slaughtered 20. The assignment, track down six manufactured humans. He's the best man for the job. But he may die trying to prove it. Harrison Ford is a Blade Runner rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. So this goes with my thing last week. Yeah, last your week. cyberpunk My theme. cyberpunk. You're I all am, about it. I am all about it right now. Uh, and, you know, I like when I was a kid, I, I've talked about how I was a huge um, Alien fan, an Aliens fan, and, you know, Ridley Scott, uh, love, love his work. And Blade Runner, you know, great, great film. And, man, there is so – there was such like a gap of – of empty empty time that could have been filled with some Blade Runner stuff before 2049 came out, right? And the first thing that I'm going to talk about tonight is uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus. So these are all going... Everything that we're going to talk about tonight, I don't think that we really said what we were doing. So these are all reboots that are happening, right? Uh, for new cartoon shows, specifically. And the Blade Runner Black Lotus cartoon is in the middle between the original Blade Runner film and 2049. Cool. Right? That's 2049, right? Yeah. This new one. And uh and it's kind of a sequel. They before 2049 came out, there was another um anime uh that took place and this is kind of the sequel to that. Um but this is going to be um an adult swim production. Um that is based on the franchise. It's coming out this year, and it is a co-production between Crunchyroll, Adult Swim, and uh, Alcon Television Group. The um, this series is going to take place in 2032, um, after Blackout, which was the uh, other show that came out before 2049, and it's going to be centered on a female replicant protagonist, uh, and it's going to have other like familiar characters from the Blade Runner universe. So. I think where's this airing? So I don't know if it's going. Oh yeah, it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's probably going to be on Crunchyroll. The fact that Adult Swim is working on it makes makes me see makes me feel like it's probably going to also oh, be. Available you said other it, you said Adult Swim, so it yeah. could just be on Adult Swim. Yeah, but Crunchyroll is also doing it, and Sony owns Crunchyroll now, and so I think that I could see them just being like, "No, this is this is on. You have to subscribe to Crunchyroll to see it." Um, So this is going to be um, coming out September 27th. Oh, no, that's not true. That's when the last one came out. But that last one only came out on Crunchyroll. So so I I feel like this one probably will wind up being the same. But anime does cyberpunk amazingly well. Yeah. And and so I'm excited to see what what happens with this show. I think think that's a great style for this one. Um, Not... Aeon Flux kind of mm-hmm. anime, but mm-hmm. somewhere in between that and, and and normal, I think that would be really cool stylistically. They got a lot of room to grow. Um, did did Blade? See, I'm so unfamiliar with Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like extended universe did did they have a lot of like books and things or is it really just the movie and 20 i mean in 2049 i i could be wrong but i don't know of any books okay like, so this is a good opportunity to expand that universe yeah that's really cool yeah you know i i really i felt like 2049 was amazing and but i think that the general consensus for like most people is that it was not that great of a film i liked it here's the thing about me though I didn't like original Blade Runner. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you? Have, but I didn't see it. I did, I only saw it when I was an adult, so it seemed kind of dated, and I don't know. I just didn't like it. Have you seen which which version? Have you seen? Probably the long, super long Ridley Scott one. Which one? The director's cut. Yeah, I think the director's cut isn't the real director's cut. You have to get the final cut. Oh. They're like, I'm telling you, man. Like, there's if you want to spend some time on YouTube looking at like lore videos where you're, it's just like these are the differences between these different cuts. I don't remember which one Ridley Scott said. I think I, if I remember correctly, the director's cut was not really Ridley Scott's cut. Okay, it was something that the studio made. So if I'm wrong, maybe someone in the chat can can clear it up. But the uh, you know. I think I think you're right. Like, I think that there's not a ton of cyberpunk media out there, right? Like big budget stuff, mm -hmm. right? I get you know it's probably expensive to make and that kind of thing. Um, but you know, like like the thing that excites me about anime, I would love for them to do like a live action TV show. That'd be dope. Like like just like a like a procedural like cop show or whatever. I think in that universe, that would be awesome. Like, think of, like, The Mandalorian, right? Uh -huh. But, but like, Blade Runner, like, just, like, in that universe. I don't know. I think that'd be awesome. But anyways, when I think of cyberpunk anime, like, the first thing that pops into my head is Akira. Uh -huh. And I'm sure that probably just relates to my age. And so, um, I just, I just, I just, I'm excited about this show. I'll check it out, man. I, I'm down for it, too. And, uh, yeah, I think, I like 2049, so I'm, I'm happy to see what happened before that. And, mm -hmm. Um, like you mentioned, it being so expensive to to make making a cartoon lets you explore that world a little more without right. with a lot lower budget. Yeah, you know the way it's like like with the Mandalorian, the way that that production is changing. You know, instead of a green screen now, they have that that screen that moves with the camera and stuff. Right. So maybe, I mean, maybe it gets to a point where this kind of media is more easy to make, and so. Um, that can if if this show does really well maybe they go well you know let's do this because i mean most the, all mo, most of the robots in that show look like humans so you know but i don't know i'm excited for it cool i'm excited for my next one yeah i bet you are why are you so excited for it, preston i'm stalling so i can get it up are you ready okay here we go steven spielberg presents gremlins they're clever they're mischievous. They'll get into the kitchen, the basement, the garage. They'll get into anything. And once they get in, you're in for it. Gremlins. They'll be expecting you at a special sneak preview Saturday, May 19th. Directed by Joe Dante. Rated PG. So my pick for a reboot that's coming out this year is Gremlins Secret of the Mogwai. So this is a new one that's gonna be coming out uh, as a 10 episode series prequel to the 1984 Gremlins movie and, uh, and its sequel, The New Batch. And this is going to be coming out, I believe, on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. I failed to write that down, but I think I remember reading that. Man, so many of these reboots are coming out on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
we can talk about a little bit of the stuff that we know, mm-hmm. and then we can just make up the rest of it because I have. <laughs> I mean, they're so tight-lipped on what's going on with this mm-hmm. that, and rightfully so. I, I like them keeping me in, in me in suspense. Um, so it's supposed to be set in the 1920s in China. You know, mm-hmm. remember you, you find yep. um, Gizmo mm-hmm. in Chinatown in New York City um, in the in the in that shop. So we get to find out how he got there, I guess. And it's the story of how 10-year-old Sam Wing met Gizmo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who Sam is. I don't know who's playing him. The only actor that's been tied to this is um, an actress named Gabrielle Nevea Green. And I think she's on the rebooted All That on Nickelodeon. So a, a young a young kid. And uh, the only reason that name stood out to me was because I was watching a football game of all things mm-hmm. on this weekend, and they were broadcasting on Nickelodeon as well. They had they were playing it on CBS, but you were also broadcasting the same game on Nickelodeon with Nickelodeon announcers, mm-hmm. and she was one of the announcers for that football game um, for Nickelodeon with slime time and all that stuff. Whenever they scored a touchdown, <laughs> um, but anyway, so she looks uh, young and spunky, and. I, I'm all for it. Uh, the written by uh, Zay Chun, Dale Frank, Justin Falvey, and then oh wait no, and then some other guys that are executive <laughs> producers. Like, there's nothing to this show. Yeah. Have you heard any rumors? So the so part of the problem with with these shows is most of them they are pretty tight lipped on, and so there's not a ton of details out uh, about them. Um, for instance. Blade Runner and the Gremlins, I showed clips from the trailers from the movies. Yeah. Because there's just not stuff out there about these well, shows. Well, there is at least a teaser image yes, uh-huh. for the title card of the the new Gremlins one. But yeah, they're keeping it close to their chest. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, I think it's a cool idea to have this set in the 20s, but how old is Gizmo? Like, is this just going to, is this going to be a different Mogwai? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you have to think about like, like, what are we going to learn? I know the, the mythos and the mythology and you know these gremlin uprisings maybe from different different countries and mm-hmm. different time periods and I think that'll be interesting to see I think gremlins you know gremlins has always been popular right but I definitely think gremlins has seen a, a renewed interest mm-hmm. um, there's a twitter account um, that is like philosophical reflections on the importance of <laughs> gremlins 2 the new batch mm-hmm. have you seen that account no oh my gosh it's it's crazy um but <laughs> uh with that and then my comedian for, uh that i follow on twitter nick let's go he made a whole gremlins 3 trailer mm-hmm. that he made himself <laughs> uh i gremlins is in the zeitgeist man and i think it's going to even be more so with this new one i'm excited to see what it could have uh so i had i was going through uh, my voodoo library the other day and they have this thing on it where it must be it's like some nonprofit that like tells you why the movie's rated what it's rated and gives you examples of things and i went through and read the gremlins ones because they're pretty great and uh in it they talk about um you know like the blender scene and the knives and stuff uh-huh. and like the different violence um and the way that people react to certain things 
and then it talks about the Santa story in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, depending on how old your child is, they may not want to hear about the Santa story. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's it's funny that they had that. And so then I started, I think that was the first one that I looked at it on. And then I was like, well, let me read like Total Recall and like all these other things. Well, if it's, you know, this is going to be on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're trying to build up maybe some younger content mm-hmm. to try to have a wider audience. Or if they're going to keep it more HBO and it's going to be keeping those grittier details right. of mm-hmm. the Gremlins story. So uh, I'm anxious to see. But yeah, this is one where I scrolled through that whole list of shows on that Cartoon uh-huh. Brew website. And I was like, oh, man, I got to talk about Gremlins. I don't know anything that's happening about Gremlins, but I would watch a Gremlins show. Yeah. I, you know, hey, maybe the Gremlins are um, are aliens from some other planet and they land on earth or something like that maybe they come from a galaxy far far away who knows (laughs) they call themselves the bad batch an impressive display. <laughs> All right, Preston, do you know about the Bad Batch? Congratulations, you showed me something for the very first time. I've, <laughs> I have not seen that trailer. I've never heard of the show. So, so the Bad Batch is cool, right? Um, we're at a point where there's people, so much Star, Star Wars you can't keep up? Yes. <laughs> well, people that were kids when the when episodes 1, 2, and 3 came out mm-hmm. are now old, and they look back on those films fondly, uh-huh. right? And that's why Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, that's part of the reason why I, I feel like these series are have done so well. So The Bad Batch is a, um, a spinoff and kind of sequel to the Clone Wars. Okay. So the so you know how they're all clones, right? All the clone troopers. Yeah. So these guys are ones that there was something wrong with their <laughs> with their clone, but like because of that, there's like maybe they're faster than other clones, or like like this one guy, you know, there's he's a better sharpshooter because of it. Like uh-huh. like there's things like that. So that's what these guys are, and they're the ones sent like on like rogue missions. Like they're almost like mercenaries, and like they go do like special black ops stuff. So is this an existing thing, um, it, or is this brand new to this show? I mean, like did this exist in a comic book or something, or how do you know as much as you do? Uh, so somebody talked to me about it the other day okay. <laughs> <laughs> because the toys are coming out. Uh, and so we were talking about the toys and then, and then, so they, they caught me up to date on that. 
the cool thing that I think about this is um, Dave Filoni is is uh, he created this, and do you know who the, he is? Dave Filoni. Yeah. Yes. So he he also does Mandalorian, right? Yeah. yeah. He, him and Favreau do Mandalorian, and then he he's the one that did like I, I could be wrong on this, but he did Clone Wars and Rebels. Like he's he was like the showrunner for Rebels, uh-huh. and I think that what they're what they've done with him and i think him like mentoring under favaro is like prepping him to kind of like hey you're the guy that is in charge of all the the star wars tv show stuff right like similar to like how marvel has that guy i don't remember i'm horrible with names but the guy with the kevin cap, Feig. yes yeah just like him like how he's in charge of like all the marvel uh-huh. touch like he touches all that stuff feloni's gonna start doing that with all the star wars stuff and so um so the uh i think it's cool that he's doing this it'll be awesome because i think he's done a great job with mandalorian people also love the previous cartoon work that he did and so i think it's really cool that it'll be interesting to see this extra stuff in that same universe yeah i mean i we've talked about it on the last show i when they said mandalorian was coming out and i was like oh my gosh so much the star wars like okay <laughs> and i wasn't gonna watch it and then I finally got beaten down and I watched it. Mm. And of course it's brilliant. And I mm. love it. Mm. So the minute you tell me it's Disney plus Dave Filoni's behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you mentioned to me the, the, just the, even the, the quick elevator pitch of it's clone troopers, but something's off about them mm-hmm. and they're different. They're off casts and they could have like special abilities or something like that. I'm, I'm in, I mean like that, that little pitch, little hook that's enough for me yeah so yeah it's funny because so i heard about it first from the the figures that are coming out the black series figures that are coming out and i assumed that it just they were like these bad guys right and i didn't i didn't i didn't know that they were like a messed up batch of clones basically and so that's why they're the bad batch until that person was was talking to me this guy montel was talking to me about it and he was explaining all that to me so i was just like i was like oh yeah okay that's that's a cool idea so so this was coming out in july on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised they have this much of a trailer in July, but I guess animation takes a while. So yeah, they probably would. But. Yeah, and they're you know, they, like they need people to not cancel their subscription after Mandalorian season two, and so true. You know, you want to gotta have something in the pipeline. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I think I think it's cool. You know, the I th- I feel like those movies like uh, uh seven eight nine, like seven came out, everyone was so excited, new Star Wars stuff, right? But like, I think I feel like it was such a letdown for people that these shows have been able to like carry the weight a yeah. little bit, you know. And then you know there were good movies. Rogue One was a really good movie, and and you know stuff like that. So I, I think that it, it'll. I'm interested in seeing it because I have liked the other shorter things that has happened in that universe. I finally got on board with Disney Plus mm-hmm. when they debuted um, Hamilton. Like mm-hmm. that was the linchpin. I was like, okay, well, I, I've got to get it now. I'll watch it for a week or a month or whatever the free trial was or however the, the discount period was. I forget. I was like, I'll just do that. Well, you know, they did it. They've hooked me. Yeah. <laughs> and then with them keeping on releasing shows like this in the pipeline, I, I see me myself being a customer for a while. Yeah. You know, um, the crazy thing about these upcoming cartoons there's a wide variety of cartoons Mm -hmm. um and a lot of them are 
I guess AT&T owns WB now and HBO because uh, they probably yes. own Viacom or whatever. So, um, you know, that's why a lot of the WB and HBO Max stuff is coming out. Uh, I think it's funny because you're in this space, you're starting to just to get competition. It's HBO versus Disney, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's basically what it's boiling down to. And I think it's funny because um, the next you know this bad batch and then the next two ones are going to be disney things that that we're excited about so um yeah they've won the content wars for us anyway yeah yeah uh, the uh i was trying to think the uh, other ones i guess well, it'll be interesting to see what happens but uh nothing i am almost as excited uh, about this next one as as you were i i thought about taking it but but i wound up <laughs> thanks for leaving me some scraps <laughs> testing the Disney gods to get demonetized <laughs> on that one. But uh, you can't turn off that theme song. It's a banger. And I hope it sticks with the new reboot that's coming out on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is another one where we d- we had to show the old uh, intro because there's, other than a title card, there is nothing mm-hmm. released on this one. There's no visuals of what the, the chipmunks will look like. There's no story, there's no trailers, there's no nothing except the fact that we know that Chipmunks, sorry, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is being rebooted on Disney Plus, um, hopefully sometime this year, but it may actually, we cheated, it may actually be pushed a little bit to 2022, but crossing fingers for 2021. Um, And we do know that it's starring Andy Samberg as Dale, John Mulaney as Chip, and then uh, an actor named Corey Burton as Zipper. Who's Zipper? Zipper, I think, is the fly, isn't he? Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I don't remember the fly's name. Yeah, because I was like, well, why that's weird that they would get an, a, a, like an actor, like, unless he's just... I mean, I was looking to see if they had a Monterey Jack on yeah, there. Uh-huh. Nothing. We don't know anything else other than these three actors. And then we do know that it's going to be directed by uh, Akiva Schaefer, who is also part of Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're familiar with, with that comedy group, which Andy Samberg is a part of. I'm on board, one, because Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I think, doesn't get its due in the paradigm of Disney cartoons. Mm-hmm. I think it should be more elevated than it is. Yeah. But it was a banger. It was great. Um, but the minute I saw that the Lonely Island, like two of the three Lonely Island right. guys are a part of it, I'm like, this could be really inventive and really, really, really fun. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, do you think it's going to be really irreverent? Like, like when I think of like Lonely Island, 
Like it is hot rod. Yeah. Well, just just all everything they do is just like so off the wall and everything. Uh-huh. Like like to me like Chippendale's Rescue Rangers was not that kind of show at all. So I think it's, yeah. it's interesting to see that. I think because it's Disney, mm-hmm. I think it'll be mostly straight. Yeah. But I think it'll be clever, mm-hmm. right? Like I think they'll have some cleverness to it, some inventive things that y- you might not expect. But I think it'll mostly toe the line. But I'm still just excited to see what new spin they can put on it. I mean, you're, you're right. Talk about weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you see the, uh, you know, this is a, a retro show. Did you see <laughs> the Netflix mockumentary they did called Bash Brothers? Mm-mm. Where it was, I think, a musical, uh, a fake story of Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire from the Oakland Athletics <laughs> as, when they were Bash Brothers. Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. It's on Netflix. you got to check it out. It's so weird. <laughs> they they did it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'll have yeah. to check it out. The... um. Yeah, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm excited for it. Like, I. I think that. Uh, I think you know everybody loves John Mulaney, and uh, I'm more excited for Andy Samberg and uh, and Akiba Schaefer because uh, I think, I think it'll be cool to see what they do. Like, like with them being on board is just. I just. I have no idea. Yeah. Like you know, the the world is their oyster. Well, and I'm 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 emboldened uh, because of how successful I thought they did. What a great job I thought they did with Ducktales. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Ducktales definitely head to head on the um, the theme song for for best theme song. It's it's a battle, but <laughs> the the way they were able to reboot that and uh, make it appealing for nostalgists uh-huh. like us, but also able to bring in um, new audiences like my own kids. Um, we 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 watched that sh- that show together. It was really fun and and um, modernized, and I think mm-hmm. it'll, they'll do a great job with this too. Yeah, you know, the um, Disney has been doing pretty good with, like, kind of rebooting, like, a lot of different series. And, and just, like, the Mickey Mouse cartoons that – have you seen the ones where it's, like, it's just Mickey and the gang, but it's, like, it's almost, like, Ren and Stimpy-like style, like, humor yes. and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, I, I think that they, they've just done a really good job with that stuff across the board. And so, um, you know, they those are pretty out there. It's almost almost like Looney Tunes-esque type, type of capers. And so it'll be interesting to see, like – Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, another one. There were. I don't know how many were on this list that you sent me. Fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like we're going to be uh, in an avalanche of reboots here. But you see Chippendale Rescue Rangers on there, and that song pops in your head, and you're like, Oh yeah, I got to check it out. Yeah. Hey, and they had good NES games also. So, or I guess a good NES game. Now, this last pick is your pick. Yes. I wonder what could it be. I, what. What what if it was space time reality it's more than a linear path it's a prism of endless possibility well that doesn't sound ominous at all an army. You have a super soldier. Cool. You sure don't seem too freaked out about all this, kid. 
What you doing out there all by yourself anyway? Exploring the world. Sounds fun. But why stop at one world when we can show you all of them? I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and dare to face the unknown. What if? Give me the tour. Were you a fan of the What If comics? Yes, yeah. very much so. I loved them. I, I even like the. I was not a DC reader, but DC kind of ripped them off and did like a thing also, and I like those as well. I always think it's cool like to take these characters and like have like a crazy story involving them, and so, um, so this series totally excites me. Um, the only thing I think is weird about it is that uh, it because it's Marvel Studios, uh, the series only. Uh, this series is only going to reflect the movies. Hmm. And the cool thing is they have a lot of the same actors are coming back to portray their characters and stuff. But um, this is the first animated thing that uh, Marvel um, Studios has done since they've become their own studio. And so if this does well, who knows what they'll wind up doing. But um, I think it's cool that the uh, that they have... They are going to be bringing in, uh, you know, I guess those movies are like the biggest thing and that's what probably the majority of the people that would be watching this would be yeah, used to or whatever and so it makes sense for them to do that but if this does well I want them to have like a comic spinoff too because you know I, I, I think that it's it'd be cool to have you know people other than what's in the movies no I think that's great I think that's great I think it's probably smart of them to use the movie properties just because you know you don't want you don't want any barrier of entry. Yeah. And this makes it accessible for almost everybody because so many people have seen the movies that they'll have some familiarity with these characters. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in that montage we saw, the even the characters are styled to look like the actors yep. from the series. So mm -hmm. you saw like Sebastian Stan's version of the Winter Soldier as Captain America. Mm -hmm. um, and then Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange mm -hmm. was in there. Uh, a lot of other things. But yeah, it's, it's a... Um, it's an imagined story that's just a one-off that yeah. has no bearing in the rest of the universe of the comics or the movies. But it's just like, I wonder what if this happened? Mm -hmm. um, in the comic books growing up, there were some great ones. I was a big X-Men fan. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so there were um, comics like, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires? Mm -hmm. And he got to see like a Wolverine vampire story. <laughs> I mean, it's really weird stuff like that. And you got to see um, other ones about what if... Like, all these X-Men died in some story. I forget which yeah, one it is. Yeah, there but. was a Nightcrawler-specific one, too. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Like, I, I, I remember uh, I remember I, I had that issue at, like, summer camp, and I remembered having it on me there. And, like, I would sit in the corner and read it and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I have a lot of good memories for, for, for those comics. And, uh, and so, you know, it'd be cool, like, 
you know they're they're setting up the cinematic universe because this is actually part of like their whole cinematic universe plan um the next movie is supposed to be um the strange doctor strange 2 right uh -huh. and that is going to open up the, the multiverse the right? multiverse right yeah. and so uh i you know i feel like them not putting that movie out is kind of crazy because you have wandavision is out is wandavision out it's now? coming out like this week okay and like i i feel like that only exists if you had doctor strange 2 because that movie was supposed to come out last year Oh, and right. so it's like, well, now it seems weird that WandaVision is like a sitcom and like, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. So, uh, so this, um, this show is going to be a 10 episode thing, uh, and it's coming out in the middle of this year and it's, it's part of, of the MCU's phase four. And so I assume that the way they're going to incorporate it is that these are also parts of the multiverse, mm -hmm. right? Um, and since they are going to be keeping all the Fox movies, like so all the X-Men movies, they're not wiping that away like Star Wars did, where they said, hey, the expanding universe isn't real anymore. You know, when that happened, um, that's all legends now. Uh -huh. uh, so what the way that they are wiping it away is they are saying, well, that was just another dimension or whatever. You know, that yeah. was part of the multiverse. And in and, and the MCU X-Men movies that will come out, like, will not be related to those people. But it's a cool way to keep, like... Keep Every, things going. Yeah, and and not say that other stuff doesn't count. Like, yeah. this is the real deal. So yeah. they're real to me, darn it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I like for a lot of people, it's it, it'll be almost impossible to to have a Wolverine that is not, uh, what's his name? Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. No, this would be a good way to introduce that. Mm -hmm. Um, if if they do show someone like that, I. I can't believe that we got Wolverine for 17 years of the same actor. He, Pretty incredible. He, uh, I don't remember if it was a Guinness record. There was, he has some kind of, he won some award or got some kind of record for being the longest running character in like a movie series or something that's like cool. that. And I was like, well, that's, that's a lie because you could say that about any of those characters like that <laughs> were in the very first X-Men movie. Um, but I guess like Patrick Stewart has been in the newer X-Men movies, uh -huh. but he is not always you know right because he, they had all of them yeah they had the younger guy mm -hmm. but no I'm, I'm really excited you said 10 episodes when is this one coming out do you have a date on this one not a date just the middle of the year okay uh yeah I, I will anxiously be waiting this one and i'm probably gonna have to go back and get some back issues of the what if comic book too just to see if mm -hmm. there's some great stories out there and hopefully like you said they'll revive it for a new comic series as well but yeah hey this was only five uh of our picks what was the card scroll up for just a second what was the the site it was cartoon brew yeah so look for a cartoon brew 2021 cartoon reboots um and you can see it broken down by streaming service or network of what all they're bringing to the table this year mm -hmm. um it's a great article and um just get your checklist out good things are coming you know 2020 was crap 2021 it's going to be looking up, man. I know. Man, it is exciting because uh, I feel like one of the cool things about comic books is, or not comic books, but cartoons, is that transition to working from home or whatever is probably easier than, <laughs> than shooting live action stuff. And so I think that, you know, 
there was probably a delay to a lot of this stuff, but I feel like that's why all this stuff is hitting right now uh-huh. is because like that delay happened and then they're like, oh no, we can totally do this. And then, so now yeah. we're just getting piled on, which is great. So love it. Well, Preston. Yes, it's Brian. That time again, my friend. What time is that, sir? It is time to thank our patrons. Yay. Uh, so um, this week uh, we have, uh, we wanted to thank, Heather Allspa for uh, for joining the crew. Hey, thanks, Heather. Thanks for being a, a loyal listener. We see you popping up here uh, very often, mm-hmm. and I couldn't uh, do the show without your support. Um, so for folks who are not currently patron members, um, we have three membership levels for you at patreon.com forward slash waybackattack. You can join us for as little as $2 a month to show your support um, at, with your nostalgia goggles. You can be a flashback fiend at five bucks a month or join us as an associate producer at $10 a month. Um, So we've got bonus content. We record a monthly bonus show, but we're doing some other stuff. And the more activity we see on there, the more likely we'll be inclined to also do more stuff for that. So, um, but we'll have a monthly show coming out soon um, for January. That's a special patron only exclusive. So Mm -hmm. if you like hearing the sound of our voice and you want more of it, Join our Patreon and uh, thank you. Yeah, we 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 really do appreciate it a lot when when people sign up and and uh, you know the it'd be cool to get more people than have the Discord going off yeah. crazy and having great conversations with that and you know people pass along ideas and things that they uh, enjoy from their childhood as well. So and um, it's also a great way to get in touch with us and if you have. Um, you know, ideas for the show. Like this is an easy way to reach out to us right. and we can bounce ideas off and stuff like that. So, uh, Preston outside of patron, the patreon.com, where can people find you? Oh, well, thanks Brian. Uh, people can find me on Twitter. I'm at squared stiff and, uh, you can find the show at wayback underscore attack, or you can email the show at waybackattackshow at gmail.com we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook we're everywhere. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at B.E. Grantham and then did you do the show's Twitter handle? I sure did. Okay, I thought you did but I wasn't <laughs> I took sure. them all. Because I was looking at something. So. I'm greedy. Yeah, well, it's okay, Preston. I forgive you. We got the whole rest of the year. <laughs> so, uh, you know thanks for hanging out everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and uh, we hope to see you next time. So, Take it easy. Happy New Year.